Oh, Pastor Linda said, I think you're supposed to open service. They turned the lights off. It's time. <laughs> I was busy visiting and I didn't see it. I'm sorry. How are you today? We're so glad that you're here with us. If you're online, we're blessed that you're here with us as well. If you're over in Townsville or Upland or wherever you are, we're just really happy that you're here with us today. So let's stand together and pray. Father, we want to come to you on this last day of this very, very, very impacting year, a year unlike any year most of us have ever seen or probably will ever see. But Father, we want to thank you that it was not an accident for you, it was a destiny. And that inside of all of the turmoil and all of the sickness and all of the struggle, there's something very deep and supernatural taking place in our world. And so we wanna seal off this year, roll into next year with a heart set on you, Father. We believe that you have the answer to every question that people are asking throughout the earth. We believe that you have the power to heal and redeem and restore. And Father, there's been so much loss this year and even right at this moment, so much loss taking place even in our own county. But God, we wanna bow down before you. You've been through things like this throughout time and history that we've never understood. We read about it, but never really understood what it meant. And so we wanna tell you tonight that we want you to be in our journey tomorrow and the rest of 2021. We want to seal off this year and start next year in a fresh, redemptive way, Father, that would be full of your power, Holy Spirit, that you would come and move over us with authority and power, healing and restoration in the name of Jesus. So Father, we come to worship you right now and ask that we would lay our hearts down before you as we worship you. Come and move in us and through us, Father, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Let's worship together. Creation cry, God, we praise you. Whoa. 
Let faith be the song that overcomes the raging sea. Let faith be the song that calms the storm inside of me. Let it rise. Let faith arise. We'll see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. Fear cannot survive when we praise you. The God of breakthrough on our side. Forever lift him high with all creation cry.
You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Hey, you turn it for good. Whoa. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Oh. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it
children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon in a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon Let's go.
That was really good. Father, we want to receive that right now and just speak it over our church and the people online, the people at home, people overseas, the people at Upland, that you're for us, Father. You are for us. You are for us, God. And, and throughout time and history, we always equate you being for us with the things that we value. So if we lose a loved one, we think you're not for us, but we know as we read your word, Father, that lots of saints went into eternity. Lots of people who were crazy about you went into eternity too soon. And that never reflected whether you were for those people or not, God. What, what you've declared over us, Father, is we don't understand the mysteries. We don't understand the things that we don't understand. But that you are working and you promise to work, God. And you move with authority and power, Father. So we ask that you would come. Holy Spirit, come in 2021. Come and bring revival, but start in each of our hearts, God. That you would revive us and move us. That we would be the light of the world, Father. The light of the nation, the light of the neighborhood, God that we would shine for you and we would make a decision to live for you over and over and over this year. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen? Turn around and wave at somebody really quick, would you? It's a... Uh, I know for all of us, I think many of us, we would be the, the first people to say, you know what, I just want this year to go away. How many of you have heard people saying that all the time? But you know, the year going away is not gonna change your destiny. Because the day changes on the calendar doesn't change the heart of your father. And I, I understand, because I would like to see this year in the rearview mirror as well. But the reality is, is that, um, it's way deeper than that. It's way bigger than that, what God is doing. This has been an extraordinary year in many ways. I mean, there's been things that have happened in the spiritual realm that have never happened before. This year's been a battle. It's still a battle right now. I mean, we're in the, in our community, in our, in our county, we're in the middle of it up to our ears. Is, I mean, so many sick people at the hospitals and people being turned away and all of that right now. But. It's so good to know that in the middle of the battle, you know, God wants you to surrender. You know, it says, it's been said many times, I think, by many different people that in joy, God speaks to us, but in our pain, God shouts at us. It really is like that. And some of us need that, don't we? We don't listen very well. We need God to shout at us. And, and unfortunately, you know, it, it makes it difficult when it is like it is right now. But the truth is, is that some of us have never been deeper with God. We've never been forced into a place that we've walked as deeply with the Lord as we are today. We've not been as worshipful or as surrendered or as generous as we find ourselves today. That's an amazing thing in the middle of all this, isn't it? But it, didn't Jesus say, when the darkness comes, let your what? Let your light shine. Let your light shine among people because 
It's dark out there today. But friends, when it's dark out there, there's a great, great opportunity for your light to shine, for my light to shine. Many of us are saying, you know, what happened this year? What happened? I, I mean, I, I go back to January. I think about the service on Sunday morning back in January when Kobe Bryant died. And, and we were in the middle of service and everybody's phones were blowing up and people were walking up to me saying, Kobe Bryant just died in a helicopter crash. And, you know, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, what do you do with that in the middle of a church service? You know, what do you, what do, you do with that? And, and, and then it went from there to, I remember I, I went to Mount Kilimanjaro, we went to Africa in February. And on the way home from Kilimanjaro, we had stopped in Kenya and uh, at Joy Springs School and worked with the, the children that we feed there and visited them and went to church with them and all that. And, uh, and then we got on a plane and we landed in Paris. We got in, off the plane in Paris, everybody had a mask on. And that was a, a game changer. I mean, I'd never seen that. And I travel a lot, but I'd never seen everybody with a mask on all over the airport in Paris, they had masks on. And we actually got masks, some of us in our group, and we wore them, and I thought, this is such an Asian thing, what am I doing? Because <laughs> I lived in Asia for a long time, and everybody wears masks in Asia. When you fly to Asia, you see you're with folks all the time that are Asians, Cambodians, or Thai folks, or, or people in Taipei and they wear masks, and it's just part of the culture almost, and you get used to that. But when you see everybody in Paris with a mask on, you're like, hmm, something's happening. And little did we know what was really happening, did we? I mean, it was a month later, I got a phone call from a, a missionary friend. Um, his name is Funky, Funky and Haya, and they were in China, two hours away from Wuhan two hours out, and, and they said, something's happening here, Pastor Dan, something's going on in, in Wuhan. We're getting these reports that are really not good out of Wuhan, and, and people are fleeing the city, and, and, uh, and he said, we're gonna, we're gonna immigrate back to the Philippines right now, and, and just, we're gonna get out of China. They'd been in Cambodia for years, and then moved to China, and we're doing ministry in China, and they said, we're gonna go back to the Philippines and just try to figure out what's going on, and he, he had no idea that he was sitting at the epicenter, right, of all of this that was gonna come flooding against the whole world. But you know what's so interesting about this in a time of shaking, and really, it is a time of shaking, isn't it not? I mean, it's a, it's a time of shaking in the church. It's a time of shaking in the world. It's not a time we like. It's not where we embrace, go, oh God, shake me some more, you know? I wanna figure out the journey. It's not that time. I mean, when God starts shaking people, friends, it awakens the church, and it divides, and it separates, and it clarifies. Does it not clarify a lot of things in your journey? It prioritizes things when God starts shaking you, and you start to think, man, that was so important to me before, and now it doesn't what? It doesn't matter anymore. It just doesn't have any value to me anymore, and that's part of what is good about being shaken by God, is it? As hard as it is for all of us, friends, it's a blessing when God moves with power across the earth, even when it's difficult and it feels like, you know, there's this really a squeezing or a judgment almost that's happening. But, but the reality is what you see in the physical realm is always driven by what's happening in the spirit realm. 
It always is. And some of us miss that. We're, we're just like, God, I wanna get through this, I wanna get through this. And friends, I wanna just stop you tonight and caution you. Don't try to get through something that God's trying to do something in you. Get that to happen before you get through it. Because there's some very, very, very valuable lessons. You know, God calling us to arise. Some of you, God is, is like awake sleeper. You've been asleep in the light for so long, awaken sleeper. I want you to wake up. You know, when, when God starts to move, he's really saying, I want your light to shine in the darkness. And is it dark or what? Come on, is it dark or what? It's dark. But we're supposed to let our light shine in the darkness. We're supposed to, everywhere you go, you need to talk about Jesus. As soon as people start saying, I want this to go away, it's just a huge open door for you to say, oh man, I want it to go away too. But before that happens, I wanna know what God is doing. I wanna know what God is saying. I wanna hear what the Spirit is saying right now. I don't just want it to go away and miss what God is up to. Because friends, the world, listen, the world wants to know what God is doing. People wanna know, they're out there, they're like, what is happening and what is happening and what is happening? You know, in the middle of all that, and when I say let your light shine, I, I, I need to commend you, those of you online, those of you around the world, so many of you have done so much. I, I, I mean, I, I went through this week our giving, and, and because it's the end of the year, and I mentioned this on Christmas Eve, but I think we had given away $85,000 on Christmas Eve of COVID money to help people and other monies that you had given, and. Uh, and see, what you've got to understand, at Water of Life, we have this amazing, generous spirit. So it isn't unusual for a person to walk in the church office and hand me or us a check for $100,000 and say this, I want this to go to feed kids in Africa. I want this to go to support missionaries. I want this to go to build an orphanage. I want, this happens often, friends, often. Two or three or four times a year, this happens where people are just moved by God, they're super generous. Some people would say they have the gift of giving, but I, I really think it's even more than that. They're just, they have a heart for the king and the kingdom. They wanna touch the world. And as a church, when, when I came to you last year, and I said, listen, when the COVID money starts to roll out and you get your relief check, if you don't need it, Let's give it away to people who do. And almost $800,000, that's extraordinary. I mean, come on, that is extraordinary. And th th those are the, that's like, that's like a floodlight, isn't it? That's like a floodlight. Look at this, look at what God has done to feed children, to feed people. I gave away $40,000 last week to pastors in Los Angeles whose churches are shuttered and they're starving to death. To, to 20 different pastors, we gave $2,000 each. Isn't that a blessing to be able to do that? To help people who love God, and they're hungry, and they're struggling, and they can't open their doors, and they haven't been able to meet for a year, and, and all of that. So, so when I'm saying, let your light shine, I really need to say, you have done that. You know, Isaiah chapter six, I wanna read this. This isn't the message, by the way, I need to tell you all that. You're like, okay, well then hurry up. Okay, I will. But, 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 but listen to this. This is Isaiah 60, verse one. It says, arise and shine, 
for your light has come. I, I know what this chapter's about. If some of you are Bible students and you say, chapter 60 is prophetic. It's about Israel being reborn and gathered back, and it is, all of that. But friends, it's more than that. It's about what God wants to do in his church and his people as well. It says, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness covers the earth and deep darkness covers the people. But the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear to you, and nations will, be, will seek out your light and come to your light, and kings, the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes and see what the Lord is doing. And some of us, we need to see what the Lord is doing, friends. We're missing it. We're like so eager to get out. We're like, just hurry up, God. Just hurry up, God. God's like, listen, don't miss what I'm doing. So see, each year, if you've never been to one of these New Year's Eve services, how many of you have never been to a New Year's Eve service here? Raise your hand if you've never been to a New Year's Eve service. There's only two of you. No, I'm joking. No, there's not very many of you. Most of you have been to New Year's Eve services. Huh? Well, then you know that we gather to seal off one year and open the next year. We don't know what next year's gonna hold. We don't know. We hear all the people tell us what next year's gonna hold. Nobody knows except for the one we come to worship tonight. Is that right? And that's what's so good, is we come to worship the king of the universe. Never surprise, never surprise, never surprise. And how do we do that? We gather to get into the word. We're gonna take communion together. We worship together. We write a letter to God together tonight. And we're gonna do that online. For those of you online as well, we're gonna write a letter and we're gonna explain to you how to do all that. But let me start here and run through this quickly so that you can understand kind of the view that I have, I've been seeking after the Lord on this thing, and it's Revelation chapter two and chapter three, it says this, to the one who overcomes, I will grant to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And the one who overcomes will be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase their name from the book of life, and I will confess their name before my father, before his angels. And so the reality of just this statement is that life is a battle, is that right? Because you gotta over what? You gotta overcome, you gotta overcome. And some of us are like, I don't wanna overcome, I just wanna get out. <laughs> you know, I just want out, I don't forget overcoming. No, 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 listen, the journey, friends, is to grow, is that right? Healthy things, what? That, that, that means, listen, in the middle of the darkness that covers the earth, we can flourish because we are the light of the what? the light of the world. God wants your light to, to shine brightly in the midst of the darkness. And the reality is this, there's a battle going on for the lives of people all over the earth. There's a battle, this is such a great time to touch and reach people. And yet so many of us have missed that. We've missed that. And I want you to read a verse with me out of Galatians chapter three, verse four. It's a paraphrase, a message paraphrase, but I love the way that this speaks. If you're online, if you're here in the room, let's read it loud, let's read it together. It says, did you go through this whole painful learning process for what? For nothing. It is not yet a total loss, but it certainly will be if you keep this up. <laughs> okay, there's a word for some of you tonight, right? Did you go through this whole painful learning process for what? For nothing. It's not a total loss, but it will be if you don't change now. Now, it's so important to figure this out. The Spirit of God is speaking. God is speaking, friends. The question is, 
What is he? What's he saying? And what is he saying? And Jesus was very clear when he was on the earth. The only way to know that is to be intimate with God. The only way to know that is draw near to God and draw near to God and draw near to God and say, Lord, what are you saying to me? So, so, so I get a couple of things out of this text that I think are important. First one is this, my plans are gonna fail. I mean, that's just real. Did you go through the whole painful process for nothing? It's not a total loss, but it will be if you keep it up. What is keeping up? Trying to make my own way, my own plans. Because my plans always what? They fail, not at the beginning. Oh, they look good at the beginning, and I'm rocking. I'm thinking, I got this now. I got this, Lord, I got this. And then how many of you have experienced this? It crashes and burns, is that right? And you're like, oh man, God, why didn't you bless my plan? Because it wasn't what? It wasn't his plan. It was my plan. And see, Proverbs 19, 21 says, many are the plans of a person's heart, a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that will prevail. My plans at best are just tentative, friends. The second thing is, is this, my problems have a purpose. Your problem has a purpose today. Your pain has a purpose. It is full of destiny. Life is not an accident. Galatians 3, 6 says this, don't these things happen among you just as they happened with Abraham? He believed God and that act of belief was turned into a life that was right with God. So it's just the reality of this. You gotta read the scriptures and think like this. Oh, ouch, ooh, that hurt, oh. Do you ever do that? You ever read the Bible and think we just blow right through these situations, circumstances of people, and we think, oh, that was too bad. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't too bad. It was a big, huge, painful experience that God had to use to bless and bring life to people. And we are in the middle of a big, huge, painful experience, are we not? And God wants to use it to bring life to people. Life is not an accident, friends. It's not a series of random events strung together. That is not what the Bible ever, ever teaches. It has a meaning, a purpose. Your problems have purpose. Your life has destiny. And God wants to be in the middle of it. God is so great at this, friends. I love this. He loves to take a crucifixion and turn it into a resurrection. I mean, that's what God does, is it not? He just takes what is dead and turns it to what? To life but only when you chase after him, only when you seek after him, only when you go after him with all of your heart. It's such an important, important concept. God taking a crucifixion in your journey and turning it into a what? And somebody say, boy, I need a resurrection. You know, I need a resurrection in my job, my home, my marriage, my, my family. I need a resurrection, God. I need you to show up because God shows up in the pain, friends to bring purpose, he always does. First Peter 1, 6 says this, at present you may be temporarily harassed with every kind of trial. This is not an accident. It happens to prove your faith, which is infinitely more valuable than gold. See, the key here is the response to the struggle. How do you respond? Listen, we all have, have, have broken down in the journey this year, all of us have. We've all sat down and just wanted to give up Everybody has. But then you have to get back up and get back in the race. And you have to say, okay, Lord, I'm human. I'm not gonna beat myself up because I'm human. God knows we are frail, is that right? But he still knows this. Come on, let your light shine. Watch what I can do if you'll trust me. 
Watch what I can do if you believe me. Second Corinthians four says this, this is the reason we never lose heart. The troubles which are temporary are winning for us a permanent, glorious, solid reward, all out of proportion to our pain. And it, I mean, it's hard to believe in eternity. It's hard to believe in eternity, in the moment, in the struggle. It's hard to believe that eternity is gonna be so much better that you're just gonna go, are you kidding? That, that was, it was worth that. I mean, some of you are like, it's not worth it. No, 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 it's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it, it's gonna be worth it. You gotta believe that. You gotta just listen to what the Spirit is saying to you. When you're hurting, go to God, ask him to comfort you, man. He'll put his arms around you. The Spirit of God will draw near to you. He will whisper into your heart, into your journey, into your pain, but you got to draw near to him. You gotta open to the power of the Spirit. You gotta listen to what the Spirit is saying. Romans 8, in the message paraphrase, I love this, it says, so what do you think? With God on our side and things like this, how could we ever lose? Because if God is for us, who can be what? It doesn't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter what the future brings because you have hope. And hope has a name, and the name is Jesus. You have hope, and hope has a name. His name is Jesus, he's our hope, not the future, not the government, not our culture, not our society, not even my family. Jesus is my hope. Jesus is your hope. Jesus can do what no man or woman or person on the planet can do. So finally, last thought is this, your prayers make all the difference in the world. Start this year off making a decision, I am going to learn to pray. I'm gonna let my pain drive me into the Father's heart. I'm gonna pray more than I've ever prayed before. I'm gonna just learn to be intimate with God, talk to God, share my heart with the Father, cry out to him when I'm struggling, and then be still and listen to what the Spirit is saying. Invite the Holy Spirit into the journey. Galatians 3.5 says this, answer this question. Does the God who lavishly, lavishly provides you with his presence and his Holy Spirit, working out supernatural things in your lives you could never do for yourself, does he do these things because you work so hard at it? Because you're good? Now that's the question Paul was asking the people, and the answer is no. You, he does this because you trusted him. That was Paul's summation to the church in Galatia. He said, look at the movement of the Spirit does not come because you work for it. The movement of the Spirit of God comes when you open to it and invite and believe for it. Then you say, God, I can't do this on my own. I need comfort, I need care, I need encouragement. I need you to put my light out uh, 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 bright so that it will be out in front of people. I don't want to hide my light. What did Jesus say? It should be up on the hill, right? You don't hide it under something. You're supposed to let your light shine. You're supposed to let it shine before people who are struggling. So those, he goes on, Paul goes on to say this, so those who live by faith are blessed along with Abraham who lived by faith. And that means that anyone who tries to live by your own effort is doomed to failure. You're doomed to failure. So what does that mean? It means make a decision tonight about where you're gonna journey this year. So here's what we're gonna do. Did you all get letters on your way in or no? You all got them. Do you have something to write with? 
Some of you said yes, some of you said "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I forgot that part. Do we have pencils out there? Yes, Yes, we do. Okay, so if you don't have something to write with, our hospitality people will be walking around with pencils. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out this letter. We've been doing this for years and years and years. This is something that Pastor Jack Hayford put in my life years ago and I never let it go. It was just, I thought, a very thoughtful way to seal off the year and start a new year. But what I want you to do is use it as a time of reflection between you and God. So I want you to put your heart, your needs down, what is happening, your heart for the king and the kingdom, your prayers, your thoughts, your goals, put them here. And then you're gonna hand this into us and we're gonna mail it back to you in six months. So you're gonna have to put your address on it. And if you're online, there is a website. I think most of you are getting that flashed up to you. Is it on there? Yeah? I heard there was a graphic for it, but I don't see it. Hopefully it's online where there's a graphic for for you guys. Yeah, there it is, okay. So you can get this online and then email it to us. You email it to us, we'll print it out, create a hard copy for you, and mail it back to you in six months. I think it's at wateroflifeupdates.com to look for the link if you're online, then you're looking for the link. But here's what we want you to do. We want you to write it down, your heart, seal it up, it's private between you and God, put your name, address, phone number, you know, I'm joking. We don't want your phone number, so. No, put your name and address on the envelope and um, we'll take a few minutes right now and just be quiet and let you write and put your heart out before the Lord.
around and collect the pencils and your letters. In just a moment, we're going to take communion together and worship. you're finished, just hold your letter up so we can pick it up from you. Some of you used to be in my English class when we took spelling tests, because you were always the last ones to finish. (laughs) I'm playing with you. We're gonna go ahead and move towards communion, but if you're not done, just keep writing. Father, we wanna come to you this evening and believing, God, that communion is such a deep act of worship. It's what you did to worship the Father your last night on the planet. It's what we wanna do to worship you. Usher in a new year this year. Say, Father, we want you enthroned on our hearts, on our praise. We want you enthroned on our journey, on our actions, in our homes. We want to enthrone you as we worship you. And Father, as we move into this whole series on worship beginning this weekend, I pray that you would move our church into a posture of worship deeper than we've ever known before. That we would take hold of you, Holy Spirit, that you would come, move through us, move over us, lead us into worship at a level we've never known before. Thank you, Father. Colossians 1.20, 
says, and through him, the Father moved to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of the cross. And through him, Jesus, I say, whether things that are on earth or things that are in heaven, all of these things have been healed, is really what, what Paul was saying here. Let me read it to you in the message paraphrase. It says, all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, all the people, things, animals, and atoms get properly fixed and fitted together into a vibrant harmony, all because of Jesus' death, his blood that came down from the cross. So let's take the bread out of your little cup there. And Father, we wanna to come to you and say we are so glad to be called the people of God. And if we're just on a journey trying to figure it out, we're just glad to be in the journey trying to figure it out. And we wanna to say to you, thank you for being crazy about us. Thank you for pursuing and pursuing and pursuing us, God. Thank you that you've chased us this year and you'll chase us next year. But thank you, God, that it's not about us and what we can do to perform for you, but you love us so much because of who you are. So Father, we take the bread tonight. We say we want you to seal off this year, open up a huge panorama of possibility in 2021. In the name of Jesus, take and eat. And Father, we take the cup, the cup that you called Halil, or hallelujah, or praise to Yahweh, worship to the Father. And we thank you, God, that you knew this was about crucifixion, but you also knew it was about resurrection. You knew what we didn't know, just like you know what this year holds that we don't know. So we take the cup and say, we declare to you, Father, we trust you that you are a good, good God, a good, good Father. And we say to you, Lord, have your way in us this year. In the name of Jesus, take and drink. And let's stand together, pass your cups to the aisle, would you? <laughs> no, I'm joking with you, there's no aisle. I'm so used to saying that to people. Our ushers are gonna come through with baskets. If you're at home, I think you were all instructed on how to take communion, so uh, we wanna worship together and close off this evening. But before we do, I wanna challenge you as we move into the new year. And none of you will be surprised by this, but if you don't need your COVID relief money, let's give it to the poor this year, amen? So we, you just did such a great job last year, but, but it's time to press into the next year. There's still people hungry, there's still people hurting. And some of you, you know, you don't need your COVID check. God has blessed you with a job, but some of you do need it. If you do need it, don't feel guilty. Um, I had somebody come to me last week and said, I never heard that you asked people to give their COVID check and I spent mine. <laughs> yeah, it was somebody really close to me. I should tell you who it is, but I better not. They'll never talk to me again. Um, but you know, really, 
I only want to encourage you. I don't want to tell you to do anything. I just want to encourage you. If God puts it on your heart to be generous to other people, do it. It's a great thing to do, isn't it? To give life to people who don't have life. So Father, we come this year. We say, God, do something extraordinary in 2021. Use us as a church. Use us as individuals. Wherever we're at, here in the worship center, online, overseas, Upland, wherever we are, Father, we declare to you today, we want our light to shine in the darkness. The world is dark, but our light is bright. You are our hope, Jesus. You have a name. And we grab hold of that name tonight and say, we will hold on in 2021. Whatever the ride looks like, we declare we want your will, your way, in your kingdom to come in the name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen, amen. Let's worship together.